0: Well, the Houston Astros look like they're back on top, and the wild card race remains wild as ever. This is a locked on MLB, locked on Diamondbacks crossover. You are a locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to a Locked on MLB, Locked on Diamondbacks crossover. Every week, we get together to talk about the state of baseball, not just in the state of Arizona, but in the state of our mind, especially as we are down the stretch of the pennant run of the 2020. Three season. I am one of your hosts. My name is Paul Francis Sullivan. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now. And this is my fifth full season here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. You follow us at Lockdown M L B Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And once a week, my guest host is right over there. Introduce yourself to the masses.
1: Miller Thomas, host of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Follow me on Twitter at thomas 24 for my personal account. Look up Locked on Diamondbacks on well, Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel because it's currently showing off a little chest hair for the ladies. I right, think you're on mute, sir. I think you're on mute.
0: You're muted. There you go. There you go. Sorry about that. Hey, uh, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, hell, a couple weeks ago, a week ago, I was saying one thing about the uh, the American League. I said it was a complete toss-up. Every team is, you know, just it's who's going to get hot at the right time. Uh, anyone could win it. And it looked like some teams may be able to fall out of it. It was all a lot of craziness. And then the Houston Astros just said, stop. Just stop right now. And uh, the Astros are on an absolute rampage. And the last couple of days, uh, Jose Altuve has hit five home runs Mm -hmm. in the last two days. And the, the Rangers bullpen has given up more than 20 runs in the month of September. It's September 5th. Okay? Just okay. you do the math about how horrible how horrible that is. And the Astros by winning by the way 14 to 1 tonight. 14 to 1. The Rangers let up 14 runs tonight. They let up 13 runs the night before. The Rangers have led up in must-win games, have led up uh, a grand total of twenty-seven runs in two games. Okay, mm-hmm. that now if you if you're I don't know if you're uh, using your sleeper app, but uh, uh, don't bet on Ranger pitchers these days. Bet on Astros batters when they're going up against this, and it's it's just absolutely absurd how the Rangers have just been absolutely trounced. And with that, and the fact that the uh, Mariners lost a game to the Reds in the bottom of the ninth in a wild back-and-forth game, in a game where Julio Rodriguez hit two home runs, but didn't matter because the uh, Cincinnati Reds came back to win that. With that, the Astros have moved all the way to first place, Um, and they, you know, they're not going to catch Baltimore, but they're going to, they're in first place. There's about 24 games to go. Altuve is on an absolute tear and we may just find ourselves with the Astros walking into their third straight world series by the way they're playing.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, if the Astros made it to the World Series, but I don't know if I'm ready to crown them division winners just yet, just because after these last two games, of course, phenomenal stuff by the Astros, but they are coming off a sweep against the New York Yankees. So they're now two and three in the month of September. So I don't want to act like they're the hottest team in baseball because basically, you look at the top three in the ALS over the last 10 games, those three teams collectively are 500 each of those teams. So I think when you look at that division, these final three weeks, I think you can really make the case for any of them. The Rangers were probably the best AL West team the first three and a half months. Then the Mariners really caught fire in the month of August. Now, all of a sudden, it seems like it's the Astros time to get hot. And would anyone be surprised at all if the Astros took over this division? No, because it seems like every September, October, it's the Houston Astros time and they just automatically get up for the postseason but i don't want to automatically crown them the champions i would have done that the last few years but considering how the mariners have looked in the month of august post all-star break how the rangers have looked the whole season prior to the month of august i still think this division is anybody's to take right now 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 yes
0: the astros were swept by the new york yankees who by the way have dusted themselves off and they've got back to uh 500 you notice that Um, Impressive. 69-69. Good
1: job. Last nice. place,
0: 500 Nice. Teams. Good job. Nice. Uh, but, hey, I mean, look, at it. it's obviously not a great year for the Yankees, but, the, yeah. you know, if they they look like they were on pace to possibly lose 90 games at one point, you know, and so they, they've they you know, – the fact that they swept the Houston Astros is a positive thing, but um, the, you got to give the Astros credit then because they had that kick to the shins – And then they responded by blowing the doors off the dump in Texas for the first two games. And lest we forget, I mean, you go back to August 8th, go back to August 8th, Max Scherzer won a game against the Oakland A's in Oakland. With that, the um, Rangers were 22 games above 500. And – um, since then, let's see, what's where they were, they were 68 and 46 then, and they have won, uh, eight games since then. And I mean, they're, they, are they have been an absolute, they were up three and a half games mm-hmm. in the division at that point. And hold on, I went baseball reference.com single greatest website in history planner. They were only, uh, they were only two games behind Baltimore for the best record in the American League. And since then, they're eight and 16.
1: Texas's.
0: Texas's. Yes. And did I say Houston? I meant to say Texas. And that is an absolute free fall. And not only that, let's put another thing in perspective. We're recording this. Uh, it's in the evening of the 5th of September when you and I are recording this. Uh, Toronto was playing Oakland, the worst team in baseball. And as of this recording, there's no score. If Toronto wins, Toronto will then leapfrog Texas. Hmm. Texas would be out of the playoff. No, they would really? not be a wild card team. I if, know that. if Toronto defeats Oakland tonight, Texas will be on the outside looking in with roughly 24 games to play. And a bullpen that is in absolute shambles right now. So that's what we're looking at the Everest that Toronto has to climb is Oakland. And uh, who, you know, who can play you tough, but still that team has 96 losses at this point. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it, I don't think it looks, look it, I, 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 I'm actually impressed by how uh, the Astros have responded because they went into Texas after getting their butts handed to them by New York. And that it was the Rangers who were salivating at the thought of, hey, we can push the Astros out of the playoff picture altogether if we beat the tar out of them. And then this is just – this is humiliating. This is, this is the sort of thing that people lose their jobs over.
1: Yeah, and for Texas, I mean – I would feel pretty bad. I know Bryce Pattern, Uh he likes to – he he gets real sad boyish when it comes to the Texas Rangers, and he definitely doesn't want to see the other two teams take over the AL West. But I did not know that if they, uh, you know, get a little cold here that the Toronto Blue Jays were going to leapfrog the Texas Rangers just because I felt – so good about the Rangers the whole season. And maybe we need to do a little alignment readjustment when it comes to the wild card because the Rangers at 76 wins, like you said, could be out the postseason. But if they were in the National League, they would have the top wild card spot right now in the NL. So absolutely insane. But the Rangers haven't even been like, that awful post All Star break, like we say, free falling. But like in July, they were eleven and thirteen. They wanted a,
0: a bad losing. They've gone on a couple of very bad losing streaks, though. I mean, like, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, they they've their bullpen has absolutely, absolutely imploded at this point. You know, I mean, like I I, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I I I'm gonna push back a little bit. You know, they they've had they had a uh, uh, an what was it, an eight game losing streak mm-hmm. between august 16th and august 25th i mean that's that's a that's a brutal run to have in a in a tight race
1: that's tough but you still finished the month like three games above 500 so i think it was probably more of a the fact that the other teams maybe around you got hot because, yeah, the eight-game losing streak is tough, but it's not like you were bad in the month of August. You still left that month with a positive record. Just the fact that a team like the Mariners, at the time you'd going on that eight-game losing streak, they're going on like an eight-game winning streak. Right. team like Astros. So it's like the, the Rangers, I think, aren't even playing that bad of baseball. Like, yeah, they go on these losing streaks. They have certain parts of their team imploding, but I think it's more the fact that the teams around them are elevating as the Rangers start to hit like a little bit of a scuffle, but I still would take this Rangers team probably over of the NL wildcard teams that I just mentioned. Like I still feel good about this Rangers team on paper. And I think it would be pretty disheartening if this team ended up missing the postseason.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about some of that NL wildcard madness after we discuss something regarding LinkedIn sales solution.
1: Okay, yes. I think you're doing uh, that one, right, sir? Are you struggling to close
0: deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insight. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes, like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this deep sales, and we've built The first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That's linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash to get started on what? LinkedIn Sales Navigator. All right. We are going to talk a little bit about the fact that we're here uh, doing a locked on MLB locked on Diamondbacks crossover again, as we record this particular episode uh, it's the fourth inning and the rocks are mm-hmm. over the D backs right now. Uh, oh, hey, yeah. the, the rays walked off the Red Sox in extra innings on a three run home run by, is it Brandon Lowe or Brandon Lowe We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, the Red Sox season is over. We all know that. Is it- um, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. With, yeah, I mean, stop. Four to and a half. My, four and no, half? four and a half. But they have to. They have to leap both Toronto and or Texas and Houston. You know. And, and by the way, when you have a, yeah, when you have a lead in extra innings. By the way, go, go, rewinding the clock, getting swept uh, by Toronto in Fenway still has been the nail in the coffin of this team. Um, that's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen hey uh let's uh just give some credit where credit is due the uh Encarnacion strand gets the walk-off hit and the come from behind game as the reds oh. top the seattle mariners i thought and,
1: that was new weed or something i didn't know what that was
0: hey look that's a not, this is not a sponsor <laughs> um also give some credit to the miami marlins Who doubled up the LA Dodgers six to three, and the Marlins, you know, they're now on the outside looking in by half a game, but they're still in it. They're still Mm -hmm. in it. San Francisco, uh, just a couple of terrible calls went against the Giants, but still, uh, they let up way too many runs. And the Giants, look at the. This is the wrong. It's the wrong time to have a five-game losing streak. There's never the right time to have a five-game losing streak. But when you have four teams that went into Labor Day Monday tied for one spot uh, that's when you start to have to go on a winning streak. Uh, It would behoove Arizona to win because that would keep them tied with Cincy. Uh, If they lose, then they would fall behind Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, It's still tight. And the giants still, you know, the giants still have talent, but you know, they, they can't slip slide away too far. But uh, you know, I feel, look at the, the Marlins win over Los Angeles was uh, a very, you know, very important win for the for the Marlins to keep. You know, when you look at the schedule and you see LA is coming to town, you're thinking, "Oh boy, that's not going to be an easy task." Um, Yarbrough got the loss, and uh, there was the Marlins got a couple of you know back to back home runs. De La Cruz, uh, Chaz, uh Jazz Chazone Jr., who is a much better actor in that video game ad than Derek Jeter is. Okay. Uh, you know, yes, I'm sorry. I'm convinced I was take ninety-eight for Jeter. that just call me the captain. <laughs> Cut. okay, Derek, can you turn to the camera? Like uh, but Jazz Chisholm went places as an actor. He kind of sits back and he goes, I think I do I know you? I recognize your voice. It's like, look at some some athletes can act, and maybe Jazz Chisholm Jr. Uh let's let me put it this way. He's making the old man proud. Um Jazz Chisholm Sr. Uh but uh, is it the Marlins double them up, six to three, which brings us to a uh, the topic of the LA Dodgers. Ooh. the The Braves are the Braves are probably going to have the best record in the National League. They're playing at an unbelievable clip. They're going to be setting record offensive records. I think they are a cinch to win hundred games. Uh, LA is, in, you know, LA is going to finish ahead of Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee won again, and they're probably their magic number is down to 22 to clinch the division. LA is up 13 and a half games, so they're gonna win the division. So it's not really a question of that is, you know, is LA gonna make it? Mm-hmm. But I I talked yesterday a little bit about Julio Urias. I'm done talking about him. He's gone. Good riddance. Now let's talk about just the baseball fact of that because Kershaw is their st- their top starter um, and uh, he's do- he's having a good season. Yeah. Lance Lynn turned out to be a nice pickup from Chicago as he's kind of found his groove. Um, after that, uh, Bobby was it Bobby uh, Miller yeah pitched very well the other day. Bobby Miller should be the guy who you're thinking is a possible number four. Uh, maybe pitching in relief in the division series. Um, Bobby Miller at this point is their number three starter. That yeah. and then when you start talking because you know you know Gratterall and and who else is hurt? There's a bunch of people who are in. You know they're talking about Emmett Sheehan uh, on on the depth chart on ESPN. When you remove Julio Urias, the depth chart is Clayton Kershaw. Then their number two starter is Lance Lynn, who had that in the pool. Their number three starter is Bobby Miller. Oof. Their number four starter is Emmett Sheehan, and the number five starter is the person who gets a trivia question right here at Locked On MLB. follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. And if you get the trivia question right, you too can be a pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers in the postseason. I mean, I'm sorry, that's. Th- look at they've got some young pitchers on the team and they got some people who they could bring up and and maybe do an opener situation but this is a team that's supposed to be thinking about winning the world series and we're talking Bobby Miller and Evan Sheehan as their third and fourth starters
1: and I don't even want to put blame on the Dodgers because I think this is a team that's usually progressive and proactive when you get to the offseason and trade deadline but uh, it's just been an unfortunate case of injuries and some other off the field issues because of course Julio and then you got the Gonsolins who's been hurt. Don't forget Walker Bueller has not been there the entire no. season. Kershaw, he's only going to make like 24, 25 starts because of injuries this year. Dustin May is out again, like you mentioned. Like, yeah, Lance Lynn is all of a sudden the second, not because of his talent, even though he's kind of had you know a little bit of resurgence since joining L.A., but he's the number two just virtue of they don't have enough healthy bodies. And when you look at this Dodgers team, compare this team to the past few years, this is probably the most susceptible team that we've seen the Dodgers have entering the postseason in quite some time because of those – Question marks you have in the rotation and even the lineup entering this season. I did have a little bit of concern with, of course, still got MVPs like Mookie, Freddie and Will Smith. But I thought there was a, you know, Muncie didn't have a bounce back year. I just thought maybe they were a little bit top heavy, but Muncy's having a solid year. Still got James Altman. But when I look at this Dodgers team right now on paper, they're still going to be after the Braves, as good as any team in the National League because you're going to have those stars in the lineup, like you said. It's still going to have Kershaw starting game one for you. Do you want 35-year-old Kershaw starting game one? I don't know. That's another question for another day. But this Dodgers team, I think when you get to the postseason, I think this is going to be the first year. Maybe it's always been the case, but I don't think any team is going to fear the Dodgers when we get to the postseason, knowing on the other side, after a Clayton Kershaw, it's a big drop off in that rotation. Even their bullpen has some question marks as well.
0: Uh, By the way, I mentioned the trivia question uh, with with great joy. I can announce that I I put this out there uh, and it's been out there for a few days now. The trivia question that nobody got for a while, which was when was the last time the person who led the league in stolen bases of the American League? faced off against the person who led the league in the National League in the World Series, were both stolen base kings faced off in the World Series? And the answer was 1938. You had to go all the way back to 1938, and good job, Court uh, uh, Stell, I hope you're pronouncing it right, uh, Frank Cresetti of the Yankees, uh, Stan Hack of the Cubs, and I had to look that up because I was sure that it was going to be uh, you know one of the years that the A's went to the World Series with Ricky Henderson there, and then I was like, oh, maybe it was when Ricky Henderson was on the Blue Jays, but there was a bunch of years where you know Ricky led the league in stolen bases and Vince Coleman. And there were some years where Willie Mays led the league. Like, every year, there's a block, Lou Brock, and all these people. The stolen bases didn't line up in the World Series. You have to go all the way back to 1938 to see the last time that the leaders of stolen bases met in the World Series. And so good job, Court Stell, for, uh, you know, for, uh, for getting that one. Now, let's just go right. I'm going to go right now and we're going to baseballreference.com, Sun Grace website in the history of the planet Earth. Who do you think is leading the league in stolen bases as of right now?
1: That question for me? Yeah. Acuna?
0: That, uh, hold on a second. I, had, I just got it uh, closed up on me. Uh, Acuna is indeed leading the league in stolen bases. So, and uh, we all know the Braves have as good a shot as any to go to the world series so the question is who is leading the league in the american league
1: oh i think i know can i answer, can yeah. I answer? yeah is it, is it Esther ruiz of the yeah world with series. his
0: 56 <laughs> yeah. so there's no way that this year is going to be the year where we have the two uh stolen base kings of the world series because the a's are not playing in the world series and so now no, we gotta wait we gotta wait one more year gotta wait yeah, ruiz, one more year
1: ruiz is like 200 average 650 ops but man that dude can run some bases but i don't know if he could do much outside of that unfortunately hey how about i do a quick uh a little live read for our listeners out there i want to talk to our listeners about this little app that i use with the football season around the corner and the mlb playoffs here why not download FanDuel and make a little money because Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet five dollars will get a hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's right. Just put five down, and you could get a hundred off. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use and can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more best believe I use the same game parlay feature when the D backs are playing and Zach gowns on the mound. Give me Gallon over five K's Carroll RBI double and D backs to win. Uh, second half hasn't been hitting that much, but I'm still making some money here and there. So visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and kick off the NFL season with an offer. You won't want to miss FanDuel official partner of the NFL.
0: All right, now, all right. Here's the deal. Here is the deal. Um, the the wild card race is going to be absolutely uh, insane, nutty, absolutely nutty. And uh, we're gonna, and then we're you know look at there's some we're seeing, we're seeing some of the teams you expected to win start to come through. But I'm telling you, this is a situation where. Like, let's say, let's say if you're a National League wildcard team, okay? Like, if you're a National League wildcard team, then you just, you have to really be getting, you have to be putting the aft thrusters in. Mm. You have to just make everything, you have to go all at it yeah. and just completely, you know, completely do your best to, get into the wild card by any way, stretch, or form. And here's why. Let's say you win that wild card series and you find yourself, you know, you get to the next round and you wind up playing the Dodgers.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, look, you got to favor the Dodgers no matter what because they're going to be a 90-some-odd win team and blah, blah, blah. And did I mention blah, blah, blah. However, they're a beatable team now you suddenly take a good long look at the you take a good long look at this team and you say we could if you can get past Clayton Kershaw who I'm a big fan of Clayton Kershaw but let's be kind he has had a checkered postseason past and then after that you're looking at Lance Lynn and the 14th caller and suddenly a going up against a ninety to hundred win team becomes a winnable situation. Now, is any team going to defeat the Atlanta Braves? Probably not, but nobody picked the you know the NLCS to be the you know the Phillies versus the the Padres last year. What I'm saying is is that the turmoil in the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, pitching staff has suddenly made the idea of getting a National League wildcard spot a little more attractive. Now, the team that's really, really, and did I mention, really benefits is the Milwaukee Brewers, because mm. the Brewers are probably going to win the division, and they're going to have Burns and a solid, you know Peralta, a solid starting rotation. If they can get past the wildcard round and then face the L.A. Dodgers, suddenly the Brewers' starting rotation – you've got to put up against Los Angeles's and favorably. Now, LA still has Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, this, this fantastic lineup. But the one way that can keep LA out of the league championship series would be suddenly a, uh, a team outpitches them. And if any team can outpitch them, it's Milwaukee. So this is significant. This is absolutely significant. And we're probably going to have a Braves, a Braves <laughs> Astros World Series rematch. You know, I mean, no offense, uh, Orioles or Rays or so many other teams in the American League, but the Astros just look really good right now.
1: Yeah. Brewers could beat the Dodgers in a series, but it won't mean anything to me because the Brewers are boof. I don't care how many series they win. Once they face the Atlanta Braves, they will be going home because the Brewers will be a sexy dark horse team that people like to pick because of the rotation, like you just mentioned, Sully baseball. But one thing that they cannot do is score enough runs to win. And this is not even the elite Corbin Burns that we've seen in years past where he's been a Cy Young award winner. This has not been the elite Freddie Peralta. Both of them are still studs. Both of them are still very good. But if they're not that tier one level pitcher with their offense, the way it is, the Brewers to me are just why the Chicago White Sox have been the last few years, a really good regular season team, a sexy team, and a fun team to pick once you get to the postseason that always disappoints you and rips your heart out. This NL Wild Card race, it's basically five teams for two spots, right? Because I yeah. think the Phillies are pretty locked in. And with the D-backs playing the Chicago Cubs seven more times in the next three weeks, um, you can't lock in the Chicago Cubs either. So this is going to be crazy, and I want to really ask you of – how aggressive is too aggressive because i look at a team like the d-backs right you can't make any more trades at this point no. there's no more waiver wire trade deadline in major no. league baseball right you could go out there and sign someone but who's out there on the waiver wire market there's no, not no, another no. la angels cropping half your roster you know at this no. point in the season so if you're the d-backs or any team this wild card race if you have a guy in the minor league system who's in double a AA or triple a 22 years old crushing it in the minor leagues, a top 20 prospect and can be called up right now. Is this the time to do it? Because a team like the D-backs, you got Jordan Lawler, one of the best prospects in baseball, 21 years old, but he just got called to AAA like a month ago. Like, would it be too soon? Is that the kind of move that hurts your development? Because we just saw the LA Angels, right? They called up their first rounder from like last season to start the season. And then they called up like their first rounder that they just drafted this season to already like play on a major league level. So that could be a sign of, being too aggressive and you know, maybe not thinking about the long term. Like what's the perfect balance here of thinking short term, trying to get my young guys in a big pressurized playoff environment down the stretch of this regular season? Or should I have more of that long term view and say, you know what? Let me not waste rookie eligibility on a season where I might make the postseason. All right. Well, look at uh, a little bit the, of a question. What do you think?
0: Well uh I think you got to stand pat with what you got right now. There's nothing. I mean, there's, I mean, the only thing you do is to call up someone from the farm.
1: That's what I'm saying. If you yeah, call up a prospect and it's like Ella Della Cruz those first two weeks. Is yeah. That I mean, it?
0: you, I mean, you, at some point, you got to, you got to think at this point, you have all your best ones up there. If there is someone who's still floating around there, um, then, you know, then go for it. I just, I don't know, at this point, I just think you've got, you've got the team. You got the team that you got. And I would, You know, to me, I just would, uh, you know, I I think you got to run with what you got right now. There's only 22 some odd games left. I mean, how many great contributions are you going to get out of 22 games?
1: Because sometimes I see with the D-backs, they kind of ride like this hot hand thing where they just call up and send down guys. So, like, if you have a spot on your roster where you don't feel... Solidified where We have like a third or fourth outfielder. And it's like, you know what? This guy isn't working right now. Let me call up someone who's like the same level of player who is hot and producing right now in the minor leagues. And they just keep trying to ride that hot end toward the end of the season. I, I don't mind that as a technique. Maybe you don't want to call up a top prospect, but there's probably some dudes who are like 25, 26 who spent a few years in the minor leagues that are probably itching to get a little chance and opportunity.
0: Fair sure enough. I, I don't know the deep, I don't know like who they have that'll make a huge impact. Sure. I mean, a win here or a win there could be the difference between playing golf and not. So so, you know, I, I mean, I, I just don't know how much wiggle room and how much finagle you can actually do. But, hey, if you got somebody that can make a big, big difference, then fine.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Does like, can you lose rookie eligibility playing in the postseason? I don't know if that counts. No, or.
0: no, that doesn't. Because remember, uh, Randy Rosarena played in the postseason in both uh, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Won the rookie of the year in twenty twenty one.
1: Okay, there we go. That answers. So,
0: question then. again, I did that from memory. Hey, uh, let's do a trivia question here. The I'm thinking a lot about postseason and teams that came so close to winning and the Cleveland Indians, and that's what they were called back then, came as close as you can get to winning the World Series in 1997, which would have changed the fortune and the the perception of the team and maybe even sports in Cleveland altogether had they held on to it. How close were they to winning? Well, in Game 7 of the World Series, they had the lead in the ninth inning of Game 7, and they had the go-ahead run on base in the 10th and the 11th inning before losing in the bottom of the 11th to the marlins now the world series mvp that year was levon hernandez he should not have been the world series mvp he had a he he was okay but he wasn't great the world series mvp should have been moises Salou, if you look at the stats but what cleveland indian legend would have been the world series mvp with his two homers 367 average Ten runs batted in, an OPS of one thousand and six. What beloved Cleveland star would have been the World Series MVP in nineteen ninety seven if they had got those final outs? Send Big me. Poppy. Uh, da, da, da. He was a the, twin. <laughs> he was a twin, I think. He wasn't uh, even a twin then yet. So, uh, send, put right down here at uh, on the YouTube channel or at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Hey, Miller Thomas, where can people listen to your show?
1: Please follow me on Twitter at Thomas 24 for my personal account. Look up Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter Instagram for the podcast handle. Streaming on all platforms, Locked on Diamondbacks on YouTube. And please don't forget to catch every D backs pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the series XM map and search up Diamondbacks.
0: And you can follow us at Locked on MP Pods on Twitter and Instagram. And live base on Twitter. So let me a podcast on Instagram. Talking about the wild, wild, wild card, the resurgence of the Astros, and the confusion that is the Dodgers and the possible shuffling of the deck in Arizona. This has been the Lockdown on MLB, Locked on Diamonds crossover. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully and let's fist bump for another week.